This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Man, sometimes Friday just hits a little different. And today it does. A tomato-based roundtable. Camelot. Camelot. It's only a model. We go all the way up to the mountain. Jeremy Green, ESPN Asheville, at ESPN Draft Nerd. And my friend Travis Hancock, Mac and Bone, WFNZ in the mornings at T-Bone WFNZ. Let's get at it. Welcome to the roundtable. Gentlemen, how are you? Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm friends now with Jeremy Green because the only way I make friends is via the roundtable on the Adam Gold Show. So I'm friends with uh, Jeremy Green, uh, Patrick in Greenville, and uh, Randy... uh, Randy Flag, this is my social outing of the of the weekend. It is on the Adam Gold Show. I'm just trying to bring people together, Jeremy. How you been? Yes. Uh, the only people that can tolerate me are the people that do the Adam Gold Show. There you go. And I appreciate that. <laughs> You've extended my social circle five times. I am uh, yeah. I am nothing if not uh, tolerant and bringing people together. All right, let's get let's get right to it. I think this is a uh, a very straightforward. Very straightforward roundtable. I'll start with you, Travis, since you are in the belly of the beast. Is Frank Reich coaching the last eight games for survival? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I think the the play calling uh, back and forth, uh, it just there's so much upheaval just internally within the organization. I call it the the organization of disorganization. I didn't really like mm-hmm. trademark that yet fully. I'm, I'm working through some things here, but no, <laughs> it just feel it just feels like. Tepper knows he made a mistake. We were told by a source in August during the preseason that Tepper wasn't happy with Frank Reich, and we were kind of like, Whoa. really? It's just the preseason, and the reasons that he wasn't happy was sort of the aggressiveness of Frank Reich's personality, the, the lack of kind of getting after people a little bit. And sure enough, it's manifesting itself in the November that the things we heard that that Tepper was worried about is happening now. So, you know, you could blame Tepper and say, what a disastrous mistake. But at the same time, if he recognizes that mistake right away and doesn't let it linger, maybe he's learning a little bit not to let it go too far. So there's a lot to unpack here, Adam. Uh, that, that is, uh, that is kind of crazy. By the way, um, whatever that phrase was, I think works better on a coffee mug than a t-shirt. <laughs> Uh, but just so if you're, if you're going to trademark and try to merchandise, I think coffee mug is where to go or maybe yeah, a Tumblr the fourth person. You're the fourth person. I've yeah. tried that on this week and that I haven't really got the full, that's a good one. Yeah. No, I'll it's a good that. one. No, it's very good. I, I just that. think oh, it okay, works I'll better on it. a mug. That's all, all right, I, I would all just right. go mug be over, uh, over t-shirt. Uh, Jeremy, are we looking at the last eight games or fewer of Frank? I, th- I mean, I think you have to. This reminds me of, you remember when the Philadelphia Eagles went really heavy into free agency and they started calling it the green team and you brought in <laughs> Vince Young and Nandi Asamoah okay. and then they all got to Philadelphia and none of them knew how to play anymore. <laughs> and all of a sudden that team goes five and five. I think that's when they drafted Lane Johnson. That's what this reminds me of. I saw Frank in, he was in camp. I don't remember exactly when it was. He looks like he has aged. 10 years in 11 weeks. I mean, he's aging like a dairy product. And I think it's all because he put this expectation on the team. You bring in a Averro, you bring in Thomas Brown, all these guys that are so well thought of in the industry. What do you actually do well at this point? You Brian Burns well when he's on the field, but you don't have any playmakers. The Miles Sanders thing hasn't worked out. 
and and somebody has to roll. I think it should be Fitterer. Yes, see that's where because I, I don't yeah. know exactly who it is that you're going to get to take this job. I mean, because you got to think about it. you've got an owner that's pretty new to this, and he's made the two vile owner mistakes over the course of a handful of years. You brought in the college guy, which never works. Then you brought in the retread guy, which almost never works. And I feel like that has to make Ben Johnson, our, our buddy from up here in, in Asheville, it's got to make him look at that job and go, is this where I want to get my, my crack at the apple right. a, as a head coach? Yeah, look, I, I, uh, to, you, to your age point, I said the other day that he came in with the joy and passion for the job like Blanche Devereaux, and now he's aging like he's the Arthur. <laughs> he looks like every radio he, guy. He they looked, come in with all this energy, and I'm going to change the world. And six months I later, him, I look like he's on a September. park bench. He's gone full gray since sep- middle of September. <laughs> uh, maybe he maybe he, uh, he misplaced his just for men. <laughs> Ryan Day stole it. Ryan know, Day needs but... so much just for men that it's not safe anywhere it, around it. Could, but, uh... yeah, to your point, though, you're right, though. Uh, here's the thing. They could fire Tepper or they could fire – excuse me, fire Tepper. It's not, it's not even a real person. <laughs> hey, it's Friday. I'm getting loopy. They could fire <laughs> Fitterer. They could fire Reich. The, the problem is – this would be David Tepper's ninth coach hire uh, or ninth coach overall counting football and soccer uh, since he's been here. Yeah. So he could hire some new people. Does that mean it's going to be different? Because he's the problem. Yeah, no, he he has a problem. I, I, I said this earlier, and I want to move on to another topic, but I said this earlier. I think David Tepper has uh, removed emotion or allowed too much emotion to take over into these decisions because the the reason to hire Matt Rule was his first impression as a person is so strong. He seems like a really nice human being, somebody you want to be around. And then you watch him coach and you go, yeah, why did I like him again? Um, he stuck with him too long. Uh, and I, I kind of feel like David Tepper feels like he made a mistake by sticking with Frank Reich, uh, sticking with Matt Rule too long. And he's going to probably pull the plug on this. But Jeremy hit it. I think the bigger problem is your personnel. Much bigger deal to me than who the head coach is uh, because there is nothing to work with for, uh, for Bryce Young. Let me, uh, let me get uh, another, uh, another topic. This is sort of related to football, uh, and this will probably be quick. Jeremy, does Carissa Thompson's confession that she made up some sideline reports in her career, does it matter? It doesn't to me, and and I'm look. I, I'm probably not the best person to answer this question because I really quickly moved from I'm not a journalist. I didn't go to journalism school. Mm-hmm. That's not what I do. I'm an opinion guy, and I look at her, and I never looked at her like Tracy Wolfson or um, Michelle Tafoya. Those are journalists. I always felt like Carissa Thompson. It was almost like a, it was almost like a, a commercial break of. <laughs> She she comes with the knowledge, and I never really took any of it to heart. And I'm not trying to slight her. That's not what I'm saying. I just never looked to her for necessarily journalistic practices. She had a narrative she wanted to – because they always did the puff pieces of this guy. They would talk about the family and things like that. So it doesn't bother me, but I definitely understand why it bothers other people. What do you think, Travis? 
Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Taruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone could do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's a long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan if you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I think that she was really smug and arrogant with her comments. And I think she often, to Jeremy's point, it never seemed like the journalist type to me either. But it completely discredits all those that are journalists. And I thought it was smug from the standpoint of she was talking about the job. And, yeah, it was a long time ago. But there's only so many of those jobs. Mm-hmm. This, isn't, this isn't like, you know, everybody can do this. There are people today working so hard to get to the point that she's at. And she just came across to me as almost like she's almost doesn't really appreciate the jobs that she has or had before. There are a lot of people that would do anything for her position. There are not a lot of those opportunities. And it almost like it, it, to me, it's like she takes it for granted a little bit. Here's the I, I don't want to make that. I'm just I, I'm glad you said that, Travis, because I'm, I'm curious. I always felt like that's why she got moved off of that and to the desk. And I, I never looked at her like Melissa. I think Melissa Stark and Michelle Tafoya and Tracy yeah. Wilson, they're the highest high side of this industry. And that's why they got there, and that's why they stayed there. And I just don't view her that way. And maybe it's my own impression of this is what changes that. Here's the but thing. Just, I, think, I think for people, for, for just general sports fans, the job of the sideline reporter is – I mean, completely irrelevant for general sports fans. But it bothers people in the industry because we, for those of us who have done everything at some point in their media careers, I know how hard that is. I wouldn't want that job. If you right. do that well, then you are doing a ton of work for just very few little bits uh, of impact in a broadcast. So you mentioned Tracy Wolfson or Pam Oliver or even Aaron Andrews, who's sneaky great at her job. I th- They have to work so hard. And Carissa Thompson's admission, her confession, kind of eats away at their credibility to an extent. I think it says more about Carissa Thompson than it does about anybody else. But all the people who are saying who cares, they're also right. Because it is such a small part of the broadcast, it almost. I think she used. I think she used that sideline job as a stepping stone to other stuff. Sure. All, all the other ones, like Holly Rowe and all these great ones. Holly Rowe is awesome. Talking about that. That's that's their. That is their their end game is to do what they do. To Jeremy's point, I never felt that Carissa Thompson's end game was going to be a sideline reporter. Yeah, and uh, and she kind of proved that she wasn't necessarily a journalist uh, by saying, yeah, just make it up. Who cares? Um, all right, what should be the punishment for the Cincinnati Bengals, Travis? Uh, yeah, when you start messing with that injury report, yep. that can be a, that could be a, a major thing. I don't, I'm not sure exactly what, what it would be at this point in time, uh, but, man, that's a – yeah, that, that's why you see injuries get put on there, like Bryce Young's thigh injury yesterday, although not a big deal. You have to pretty much include everything. And it's crazy 
Adam and Jeremy, we have followed Duke football all year with Riley Leonard and, and never really quite known his status right up into the game. So college football, you don't know anything. They don't have to and, do it, right? But in the no, NFL, you no. have to. Yeah, in the NFL, you have to you have to list everything. So I'm not sure. Maybe Jeremy knows what the the harshness level is at this point in time. But yeah, no, they're gonna they're gonna get hit for that pretty hard. Jeremy, how, Jeremy, Amazon, how about a Amazon primetime game? Yeah. No question, Jeremy. How about a million dollar fine for the Bengals? Uh, I'm totally fine with that, so long as they give me back the money that I had on the Cincinnati. Because ah! uh, as soon as he went down, I went, well, we've set that on fire. Because I don't believe Jack Browning will be leading us to the victory this mm, No, 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 I no, no. I wager all the sports. And, and college is tough, like Travis said, because they don't have to give you those things. The NFL's always differentiated itself that way. And that's why they do that. I mean, I, I know there's, well, the other team needs to know this. It's for the gamblers. That's yeah. what made this sport what it is because you've got so many people that are invested with fantasy and betting. And I used to be really into the NBA. One of the things that really took me off of that is I couldn't wager it anymore because Anthony Davis would go through the layup line and all of a sudden his eyebrow hurt or mm. his feelings hurt and he wasn't in the lineup anymore. And over time, I just stopped watching it. So I think you have to punish Cincinnati. I think you have to punish him swiftly. And it all comes from that picture. If it wasn't for the picture, we right. wouldn't know any of this. Yeah, and Zach Taylor should get a fine for lying in the postgame because that's what he did yesterday. He flat-out lied yeah. in the postgame. Was he injured coming in? No, not that I know of. Yeah, no, you knew. Uh, all right, final thing. I'm going to paint a scenario for both of you. Uh, you tell me the four teams that are in the college football playoff at the end, okay? Uh, Alabama and Georgia both win out. Alabama wins the SEC title over Georgia. Florida State wins out. Washington wins out. Texas wins out, meaning they have one loss and the win at Alabama. And whoever wins between Ohio State and Michigan also wins out, uh, which would give us three undefeated teams, three one-loss teams, including the two-time defending champion Georgia, which would be the only one without a conference championship, Texas and Alabama with the head-to-head. Give me the four teams in the college football playoff, Jeremy. Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Alabama. Because everybody will make a deal of Texas, Alabama, and Texas has the head-to-head, and that's true. But Texas also won the weaker conference. Uh, West Virginia is the third-best team in the Big 12, and that really should tell you everything you need to know about how good that conference is. Um, And then you have to look. To me, it's worst loss. So Texas has the worst loss because Oklahoma has been just just a peach in, in giving me all the easy shekels betting against them, <laughs> uh, except Texas. I've really been recovering from Texas ever since. So it's a net loss. But I would say Alabama is the one that has to get in, and you have to leave Georgia out because they don't have any of the things you wanted. Schedule wasn't good enough. They don't have the, the conference championship, and they lost head-to-head to Alabama. Travis? Man, you paint a picture like you're Bob Ross. I, I enjoyed I that whole uh, portrait. I kind of look I, I like think... a fat Bob Ross, so I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I think they're not leaving the SEC champion out from the championship game, regardless of the loss of Texas. So I think Bama's in there. I think the Big Ten undefeated is in there. So that's two right there. Georgia will be interesting. How do they handle Tennessee tomorrow? Do they do they annihilate Tennessee? You know, some of this is going to come yeah. down to that that eye test stuff here. Florida State. I wouldn't think they would leave out an ACC champion, but their resume, man, if Clemson mm. keeps rolling, they keep, Clemson keeps rolling along at the end, that looks a lot better. But if Clemson falls to Carolina or South Carolina, 
you know, they, it's it's the weird thing about college sports is when you need your opponents and your rivals to look better uh, than you probably want for your resume. So I think it's Bama, it's Michigan. I, I still, the SEC is not as strong this year, is it necessarily top to bottom? It's no. not. Bama, Michigan, Florida State. And I think Washington would be in there, although I think Washington's going to lose tomorrow, though. So I think they're going to get taken out of this thing. Okay. Uh, you, 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 if they're you, undefeated, if they're undefeated, yeah. though. You yeah. broke my rule. No. You broke my rule. I told, I told you Washington was winning out. Um, I think that both SEC teams would get in. I think Michigan would get in, and I think Washington. Well, I mean, the layup here is that I'm a lifelong Florida State there fan. You go. And 30 years in, I've had almost no joy watching this sport. I cover it, I consume it, and it does really nothing but kick me right in the jaw every single year. Because so them leaving Florida State, which, by the way, they've been basically saying they would do yeah. the entire time. Yeah, the uh, the problem is that Florida State's schedule isn't getting any better. And, well, that's the thing. They yeah. put them at four in the initial poll, yeah. and I lambasted the committee because I said you painted yourself into a corner. Because Florida State's done all of the good things it's going to do. Because beating Florida doesn't really mean much. And Louisville's just not going to get the credit because they're Louisville. So when all of these other teams get good wins, how do you not leapfrog them if you say that what they've done to this point wasn't that impressive? Yeah, I think Washington. Some of Georgia, Bama, Georgia, Bama, if Bama beats them, it depends on the type of game it is also, though, right? That happens once in a while where, hey, man, if Bama mm-hmm. rolls them, and I'm not saying they would, but just for the sake of it's what we do, if Bama beats them, you know. Yeah. 31-17, and Georgia doesn't look the part. If that's thirty, if that's 38-35 classic, well, that's going to make a difference as well, I think. Yeah, I, I, 100%. Style points and, what, you know, what kind of TV show was it uh, is always going to play a role. Man, I, we knew this would be good. Travis Hancock, WFNZ, and Charlotte Jeremy Green, ESPN Asheville. Uh, friends of mine, friends of each other, because we all make connections here uh, on the – Tomato-based roundtable. Thank you very much, gentlemen. We'll do it again. All right, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Oh, man, that was fun. All right. Love those guys. Oh, that was tremendous. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.